0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe
1: Nash on Live 95. Now, earlier this week on the show, we heard from Cian Prandeville of People Before Profit about derelict sites in
0: Limerick. The total between 2016 and 2021, um, a net, uh, there's been a net reduction in the number of derelict properties in Limerick of 15, so three a year. Uh, um, now, the actual number could be higher than that and then it's replaced there's some properties that weren't derelict that are becoming derelict and um, but it, on, on balance it, it, it works out as 15 over five years so that's like there has been some positives but it's it's nowhere near the scale and um, that it needs to be and and the big part of the problem is that the the derelict levy is three percent a year but properties prices and land prices are going up 10 or 20 percent a year so therefore there's a financial incentive to just like pay the three percent and sit on the property, uh, and whilst its value goes up and up, and that's why I think we need the state to be far more uh, uh, proactive on this. These levies should be far more punitive. If they should go up, compounding up, uh, uh, um, and fundamentally, the state needs, I, I think, be willing to step in and bring these properties into public ownership. Say to. Uh, uh, these owners, that it's, it's, you don't if you don't use it, you lose it, um, but vacant and derelict properties will be rapidly brought into public ownership and developed as, as public housing or community
1: facilities. in Prenderville there. Well, Dan Murphy from Abbeyfield in County Limerick, who's involved in business locally, joins me on the line now. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, Joe. How are you getting on? I'm good, thank you. Now, uh, you have noticed many derelict buildings and you're clearly not happy about it, Dan.
2: Well, what I'm not happy with is uh, the double standards of the county council. The county council own a lot of properties. They've, they've acquired them here in Abbeyfield, and they're doing nothing with them. And it's, they're constantly just put kicking the can down the road, and the properties are in a very, very bad state of repair. I mean, they're they're worse than the ones that they're that they're they're CPOing. And uh, what a lot of people don't realise is, if a financial institute has has uh, has a lien or anything on a building, they're, called, they're the preferential creditor and the 2009 Financial Act, they can't get any money off them. The county council, even if they bring them to court and they, they get the fines and they get their levies, they can't get any money off them. The council uh, can't? The council can't get any money off them, no. And, and
1: can I just ask, You know, the, the buildings that you're talking about without getting into absolute detail on them, yes. you, you are absolutely certain that there are buildings in the ownership and control of the council uh, where uh, they remain derelict, 100%. So. Okay, and then there are uh, buildings that aren't in the control and ownership of the council that are also derelict. Correct.
2: Yeah, but S- they, so, they, they wouldn't—they wouldn't be in as bad uh, a state of repair as the county council buildings. In your opinion, in my sorry, yeah, yeah, in my
1: opinion. Well, I, <laughs> no, well, I send enough. you, in, I send you in photos there, so you can, you can, yes, you can. Yes, you can, I have. You, you, I've, you, I've, can come, you can compare them yourself. I, I've spotted them, <laughs> and and do you believe that this has been made worse over the pandemic?
2: Well, I suppose they have, they have the excuse that the, they couldn't do any repairs or essential repairs or anything to, to buildings during during the pandemic. But I mean, they could have applied for if they wanted to knock a building. They could have been, They could have done the paperwork of it during the pandemic, which they haven't done. So they're just it, 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 like we have two councillors here in Abbeyfield, and i have not against anyone. The two of them, but they're trying their best as well. But
1: they seem to have no power. Right. And then in Abbeyfield itself, and what's the overall impact of derelict buildings at the moment? Well, it's an awful eyesore. I mean, if you're if you're
2: if you're we're on the gateway to Kerry, we're the last uh, town in in Limerick, and I mean, if you're driving driving through a town and it looks. It looks derelict, or it looks like a ghost town.
1: It's you're not going to stop; like you're going to keep going. If it looks uh, like a presentation is everything, like. And would you have noticed in other towns and villages in Limerick a similar problem?
2: I don't think any town is as
1: bad as Abbeyfield to tell you the truth. But that's just
2: my opinion. Again, I mean, on, on the entrance Abbeyfield we have the convent, and it's in a very, very bad state of repairs. Going down a bit further, we have the old cinema. That's not very, very good then continuing down on the main street we have the, the building that I send you in that's that's owned by the county council two doors down from that the county council owns that building again
1: and that's that's And, and, and by the way I mean again just trying to understand this uh, Dan we're chatting to um, uh, Dan Murphy who's involved in business in Abbey Field uh, would all of these buildings be officially designated as derelict or again is it just based on observation by you and others where it seems obvious Well well, a lot of the buildings, like I'm saying to you, there's a double standard. The county council are, have
2: CPOs, on a lot of the buildings in every field, but they're not doing anything with the buildings they have themselves. So the first thing you do is in-house cleaning. You, you'd have your own, you'd have your own properties, correct, and then go forward and say, look, bring this one up to
1: standard, bring this one up to standard. You know them, like you, you should lead by example. Yeah. And and do you believe in the balance between ensuring that business and life can continue, but also the preservation of certain buildings? Oh, well, of course. I mean, if it's a historic
2: building and stuff, of course, you'd love to see it there. And I mean, personally, I'd love to see any building that is of of historic interest uh, brought back to the same conditions as it was and stuff. But like I'm saying, it is the double standard of the county council. They're preaching one thing and they're practising another thing.
1: And uh, Dan, I mean, you own the Patriot Baron Abbey Field. It's licensed but isn't trading at the moment. But you have an antique shop alongside it, don't you? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, So do you feel overall then that 2022 could be a better year and that we might see as things open up? Um, more happening in Abbeyfield and elsewhere, and also that there could be movement by the council on these issues well you see there's a load a load of uh, this is kind
2: of separate from what we 're speaking about, but there 's a load of money going to the greenways and all that they're spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, which again I have nothing against, but they 're spending nothing in the towns there 's no money going to the the, to the most businesses are struggling like and the the, pe- the people that are running the businesses are getting no they're getting nothing they're getting no money. And, I mean, the, the ESP has gone up double. And, I mean, you're paying suppliers and you're paying VAT and you're paying tax on it and you're paying the commercial rates on the ESP. So, it's, it's, it's... Then you have the insurance and you have the rates on the buildings and you, it's, it's very, very hard to run businesses and it's very hard to make money in businesses. So, I mean, and all the money seems to be going out of the towns. They seem to, it seems oh, but surely to be going to the lifting
1: of restrictions is going to help.
2: Well, just people not stopping in the towns. I mean, in Abbeyfield, my own wife was knocked down on the the road there. We had we had previous we had a, previous, we did, had a pub uh, a few numerous years back, the Rendezvous, and she, like, she was getting out the door of the car and she was hit. Okay, she was hit the I don't want to get too much. Into oh no, but I'm that, just saying, but, yeah. you you. But you need parking. You need parking. And what I'm saying is, you need parking. If you haven't parking, people can't. They can't like there's. There's ta- thousands. There's thousands of cars coming through Abbeyfield yeah. per week. Thousands and thousands. But there's there's none of them. They're not stopping.
1: Um, I I hope your wife's well now, yes? Oh, she's perfect. She's fine. She was asked 15 years ago. All right. Well, listen, uh, Dan Murphy, thank you. um, And thanks for raising the matter. Uh, We have contacted uh, Limerick City and County Council. We've been told they will provide someone for the Limerick Today show over the next few days to outline the local authorities' plans on derelict buildings, Mm. etc. So you can be sure we will be asking them about the situation in Abbey. Can, can, Can
2: I just ask you one question just before you go? Will you just put it to them? What is the what is the time scale when they acquire a property? What is the time scale on them to do something with us? I will. No problem. Is it four years, five years, two years, one year? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Make, I, make, <laughs> make,
1: sure, make sure you stay tuned. All right. Thank you, Joe. You're the gentleman. Thank you. God right. bless. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, businessman Dan Murphy in Abbey Fielder. Your views, your news, your
0: limerick today with Joe Match on live ninety-five.